your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 192 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Piller out in Canmore. And today we have a twofer, yes, part two with Pat Micheletti. We get into why he thinks college is a great alternative to major junior, a USA World Junior preview, and some very high praise for Shane Pinto. Then, if you saw on Twitter, Frankie McDonald had an awesome video about the Senators logo. We caught up with Frankie, and he shared who his Senators' all-time favorite player is and when you can see him on his world tour. All that and lots of activity with our Sens in Europe. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Friday, November 27th, and Pilsy, Eugene Melnick is back, 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 back on Twitter. Yeah, he's really been active on Twitter lately, and uh, this one, he, he did something I think we're all a little guilty of. It's being pleased with an article's headline without actually reading the article. Um, I think in that case, though, most of us don't retweet it, and maybe if we do retweet it, we read it and be like, hmm. That's not really what I was trying to promote because there's no way he read this article because the first line of the article is when Ottawa Senators owner Eugene Melnick speaks, there are solid odds that he will say something ridiculous. That's that's right off the bat. So I don't think Melnick, usually he's pretty sensitive to that kind of talk. So I think he would have not appreciated that at all, but just funny that he retweeted it. I use the Chris Berman back, 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 back because that was about as close to a home run and then the outfielder with the outstretch because, hey, he's talking about optimism. That's the the headline for the article is the Senator's owner, Eugene Melnick, with another round of optimism kind of based on his podcast appearance. And in the tweet, he says, our winning vision for the short and long-term success of the Senators relies on the entire organization sticking to our plan and executing every facet of it. Top to bottom, we're all on the same page. Well, flip the page and then there's that quote that you found. So Melnick, you are back in a big way, but hey, what he's assembled in terms of prospects, there's lots of reasons for optimism. Hey, he followed that up, doubled down, talking about rapid testing, proper social distancing. He's optimistic that they can get this done, get the public inoculated and hey maybe we could see fans back at the ctc yeah ross before we start getting into that i'd like to hear some positive talks about the nhl actually returning to play before we're talking about talking about putting fans in a building where there might not even be hockey played yet so the the nhl's got to get going on that like this this january 1st thing is is a pipe dream now right especially with the teams that are going to have extended camps i don't know I don't know what they're planning on doing. And from, I think it was Pierre Lebrun tweeted out that Bettman and Don Fair haven't even talked in like a week. So this is not looking good for the return to play. That's all I'll say for now. Yeah, it looks terrible also when you have the NBA getting their deal done super quickly. And hey, both the NHL and PA signed on the dotted line less than four months ago after the world's been in a pandemic. So you got to think what's changed in terms of being able to go back to the negotiating table 
this soon. As we await a decision on that, there is a lot of activity going on in Europe. Now, Eric Branstrom's next three games with the Tigers are postponed. And Bruce Garriott caught up with Branchise a couple days ago where he said he's going to be coming back over to Canada. We think he's played his last game with SCL. Just in time for me to remember the team name. Yeah, you nailed it. Good job. You nailed it. To answer your question, I, I think it's very possible that this is the last game Branson plays over in the Swiss League. I mean, it hasn't really gone well for them. I mean, as a league entirely, they've had to postpone due to COVID multiple times. Branson's only gotten in, I think, nine games or something. So it's not really going well for him over there in the league. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he comes back early because this is a guy that's going to make a serious push for camp this season. And I think you want him over uh, in North America as soon as possible, quarantining, getting ready, getting ready for training camp. And look, Brandstrom's a guy that, sure, it'd be great to get him more games. And I've always said on, on the pod, the more games you get these young guys, the better. But he's at a point where it's not absolutely critical that he's playing. You know, like we know we know what we're getting from Brandstrom and he's going to make a push in training camp. It's not like he's it'd be a pipe dream for him to get a spot. So I think bring him over to North America, especially when the Swiss League isn't doing well, and just have him here and ready. Yeah, they started with fans in the Swiss League. Now they're playing behind closed doors. And Brandstrom has played nine games in Switzerland, has seven points on a very low-scoring team. So it was great to see him get action. Although at this point, yeah, it's time to come back over to the pond. Let's get fired up for what hopes to be an NHL season on deck and even the AHL with that February 5th uh, pencil mark on the calendar. We won't call it guaranteed just yet what is in 2020. But what we do know for sure, Vitaly Abramov will make his return to the Jukurit lineup. And boy, they need him in terms of goal scoring. And it's going to be great. We mentioned like Branstrom, he got his reps in. It's been a long time since Abramov has played in the lineup. Yeah, Abramo's missed the last six games due to injury, and it's really too bad for his team because he was racking up the points consistently. So it'll be good to get him back on the ice. But again, similar situation to Eric Branstrom here. Like he's he's a guy who could push for a spot in camp as well. So I think you don't risk having him stay over there too long. Maybe get a couple more games in once you kind of figure out what's going on with the NHL return to play. But he's another guy. Get him back, get him quarantined, get him ready for training camp as soon as we have some sort of timetable for the NHL here. So as we're recording here, it's 1130 in the morning on Friday and the game has just started. So Vitaly Abramov is in a game as we speak. Jukurit then plays tomorrow with a break until next Tuesday. So maybe there's a, a stretch of three games in four days from December 2nd to the 5th. Maybe you get him in all three of those, get him feeling good about himself, and then back on a plane to North America where Max Gwinnett is already playing in the Quebec League. I don't know if he'll even be in Sens camp or they'll just let him finish out the season, but he's on a great team in Valdor and he's doing his part on the offensive side of the game. Yeah, he sure is. And I'll be the first to admit, I haven't really been giving uh, Mackenzie Gannett the proper attention he deserves. Like, I, I always see Sen's prospect post about him, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's nice. But I haven't really, like, fully looked into him. And, man, this kid's been solid to start this season for Val Dor. He had a goal and two assists in a 4-2 win. He was the first star of the game. And he's a point-per-game guy at this at this pace. 13 points in 13 games. And, 
here's the big thing that I would notice that's a positive. Well, literally, he's not a minus in the plus minus uh, category this year. Like he's been, he was a minus machine his first couple seasons in the minus 30s. He had 40 points last season, but was a minus 11. So I think at an even plus minus, that's a telling sign for an offensive defenseman. And this is a right-hand shot D that could be making a push for a top spot, a top D pairing in Belleville with, within a year. Like, let's be honest, like he's been doing really well in the Quebec league. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in Belleville next season. Funny that he plays for the Foreurs, which means minors, and it could be a diamond in the rough for the Senators Ooh. as a seventh round pick. Now, Max Gwinnett went the CHL route, but Pat Micheletti went the college route and a lot of other guys are, and it's a great development system. NHL staffs, have a lot of reason as well to be optimistic when you see the development in U.S. hockey and just the sheer number of college kids playing in the National League. So in part two of our chat with analyst of the college game for West 1-1, Pat Micheletti, we get into the college development system, the U.S. World Junior Team, what to expect from them, and he has some extremely high praise for the Sens' second-round pick last year, Shane Pinto. Here he is, part two of our chat with Pat Micheletti. I want to ask you, you obviously know the college hockey game very well, uh, the ins and outs of it. I want to ask you, what do you feel like the advantages for young developing hockey players that decide to go the college route over major junior route? Like what big differences is that going to help a player's game? And uh, you talked about it's not just hockey. There's lifestyle, there's schools, there's social situations. Like what is the biggest advantage for a player that decides to go the college route? Well, listen, I take nothing away from major junior at all, you know, and it, it's, it's a good fit for, for, you know, a number of players, obviously. Uh, what the college route does and, and why more NHL teams are, are placing or putting or are okay with, with the guys going the college route is that the, the, the coaching has improved in college hockey in the U.S. tenfold. Okay, I mean, it is really, really good. Secondly, the number of practices that they have where they can develop their skill is, uh, and, and be taught how to play the game is really, I think, really important to the NHL personnel who have their players there. And then, you know, and then third, they don't have to sign them for three years which I, I think it's a good place to put their players and, and, and not have to pay out and they can develop them and watch them. And they and they know they're playing in the, you know, in the, you know, the best league in the, in the United States. So outside the NHL. Uh, so I, you know, I, 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 I think for those reasons alone, I think it's a real advantage for the NHL teams to have their, their players uh, playing college hockey. Seems like it's a big advantage for USA hockey as well. We've seen such a consistent improvement at every international event. What do you think the outlook is on this 2021 U.S. World Junior Team? Well, they're, they're, they're loaded. And, and, and let's go back. I mean, it, I'll, I'll take you back to the 80s, guys, okay? Um, back in the 80s, yeah, Canada, again, could put out two, maybe three teams. You know, the U.S. had a hard time putting out one team. That was really good. And now you've got competition at the U.S. level. I mean, the, the, the U.S. is getting to the point where there are so many good players um, that they could, they could put two, two teams together 
and uh, and compete. Okay, so yeah, I I think uh, I think the development throughout the United States with the number of players, you know, you see guys playing in California, Texas, Florida, untraditional places. These players are coming from now Arizona. You know, Austin Matthews is from there. So I just think the growth of the game has, has really helped the U.S. USA hockey and, 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 and USA players in general. Yeah, for sure. The, the growth in USA hockey development has been so apparent over the, the last couple of years, especially. Well, we're seeing it in Ottawa with Brady Kachak, Colin White. Like the list goes on and on. All these college kids that are great players huh? at the NHL oh. level. Awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah, just just amazing players coming from the U.S. And I want to. You talked a little bit about the the advantages of going to college, but more specifically, what about North Dakota? Like, what what is the reason that you can say that the Ottawa Senators keep coming back to North Dakota? Like, sure, they've dipped their feet in a couple other uh, college prospect pools, yeah. but it's always mm-hmm. consistently North Dakota. What's the one thing that keeps them coming back for more? Well, uh, listen, Brad Berry's a is a great coach. Okay. And the, if you, you guys have been, or have seen the Ralph in North Dakota, uh, the arena is as good as any NHL uh, arena. There's no doubt about it. They treat their players like they are pros. Okay. And, and I say that in a sense of not just all the, the great stuff that, is given to them and you know all that you know the treatment they expect you to act like a pro and i think ottawa sees that that when they're getting a guy let's say pinto or or bernard docker when they well, we could even them, go to to christian willannon who's made the jump thank, thank you christian willannon they know that they're getting a guy that may not be pro ready but pro mentally he is knows how to act, knows how to, you know, everything is done in a first class, no business. Here's how you do things. Here's how you become a better person, a better player, and a better pro. And, and not that other colleges don't do that, but there, but there's an aura of, of North Dakota and what they've, you know, what they've developed. And you look at the number of players that they developed from – Jonathan Taves to Zach Parisi to uh, Drake Kajula, who is now at, you know, with the Chicago Blackhawks, they, they really teach them how to become professionals. And, and I think, uh, I think that's intriguing for a lot of NHL teams. So the prize jewel of this UND Ottawa relationship is Jake Sanderson. He's yet to make his debut. What have you heard about Jake Sanderson? And is he a guy that would be a one and done, or do you think it could be beneficial for him to have maybe two years at UND? Well, for me, guys, I, I, you know, playing an extra year only helps you, okay? And, and, and I think Kawaguchi, I'll, I'll use him as an example, could have signed a free agent contract, but you know what? This extra year is going to do wonders for him. So I, I think, you know, if Ottawa thinks Sanderson is ready to play in the National League, they will sign him. And if they don't, they will keep him there. And, and I just think, you know, he's, he's going to be a stud in, in college hockey, no doubt. Again, he'll have his games where, you know, it's, it's, it's going to dip a little bit. That, that's expected. 
Um, you know, the one guy who I believe is ready to jump to the National Hockey League today would be Shane Pinto. I thought he was terrific with team. I think his game, I think Pinto's game changed after the World Juniors a year ago. I think he emerged as not only their best player, but I think he realized that, hey, I'm, I'm pretty darn good, you know? And, you know, you may be a number one draft pick, you may be this, you, you know, all this, but until that light switch goes off, and it takes players some time to realize how good they are. And I tell you, after Christmas, he was the best player in, uh, in, in the NCHC, in my opinion. I've heard he's unbelievable at face-offs as well, which is a great attribute at the college level as a young kid, and, and that's oh. great going forward. My final question well, to you, it's, it's yep. great that you mentioned Shane Pinto. Josh Norris comes out of Michigan. He puts up 31 goals in Belleville as a rookie, wins AHL Rookie of the Year. Which one of those guys do you project maybe to have a better NHL career? Well, different players. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, Norris is going to get there and, and, uh, and be a goal scorer. You know, what you're getting in Pinto is, is that 200-foot guy. You know, yeah, you know you're, you're not going to be afraid to put him out uh, with uh, a minute left in the game on both ends of the ice, okay? And so, and, and I think that'll be really, really important. He's not one-dimensional. I'm not saying Norris is, but I think um, when you're looking for a guy who you expect to get 20 to 25, you know, maybe even 30 as he matures, you know, he has that ability. You know, he's a good player. He's got to stay um, uh, healthy. You know, he, he, you know, he's gotten hurt uh, a little bit, but, um, but, you know, he's a hell of a player, guys. I mean, um, I think, you know, in, in fact, it's funny that you guys got a hold of me because – I, you know, I have a podcast I do and, you know, and, and, and we were talking about sleeper teams and, you know, I put Ottawa up there. Um, maybe not, maybe not for next year. Right. But the youth that they have, I, I think Ottawa's got a chance, um, you know, in a couple of years to really, really make some noise with the, with the draft picks and the younger players that they have. Yeah, certainly. It seems like this year would just be icing on the cake and almost like a perfect shortened season. If you you're the Ottawa goalie, Senators. Right? Did you find a goalie yet? Well, Matt Murray, Matt we Murray. think if he can That's get right. back. Shame on me. Yep. Shame on me. And he signed a deal. My so, bad. Sorry about well, that. But it's that, one of those interesting, it. like the comparison I make, and I, I work for Leafs broadcast is yep. 2016, 17 Leafs. You're introducing a top pick. Tim Stutzla is Austin Matthews in this prediction. And yep. they were terrible the year before. What did they do? They'd made a trade at the draft. They got a starting goalie. So if Matt Murray yeah. can do what Frederick Anderson can do, hey, all bets are off. But then you look at the Canadian division, and uh, they're, they're, I think, pretty firmly in number seven in that category. Well, yeah, but you know what? It, it, it's a good learning experience too, right? I mean, you know, they'll grow as a team this year. And Matt Murray's only 26 years old. And so, you know, that you're not getting a guy, you know, in, in his 30s. And uh, – and so, and that's where I talk about the youth and they can grow with Marie and, and uh, you know, I, I, I you know, it, it's, it's going to be fun if we can get the season going, right? Oh, well said. Well, Pat, thank you very much for joining us. Where can we find your podcast? On uh, KFAN. Uh, you can go to YouTube and just uh, subscribe to the KFAN network. Um, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. We do. And our, our radio show starts up at the end of the month. So, We'll be talking, obviously, a lot of Minnesota wild hockey and a lot of college hockey. So uh, 
It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And they can find you on Twitter at PatMick2626. Hopefully we can get you back on once the puck's dropped and we can uh, figure out this college season as it goes, Pat. Thanks so much for joining us on the Locked On Senators podcast today. I loved it, guys. And uh, anytime you need me. Well, Pilsy, I wonder if people listening to that last bit from Pat changed their mind on the poll that became a mockery, a bloodbath on Twitter at Send Central. Which of the two Sens Center prospects are you more excited about? Josh Norris, Shane Pinto. Over 800 votes. Have you ever seen a poll this lopsided? 90.8% voting in favor of Josh Norris. That is absolutely wild. Like, I was... I was pretty sure Norris was going to win this poll, but I thought 70-30 might have been the best, uh, the best results there. This is easily the most lopsided poll we've ever had. And 800 votes on this? Like, you can't be saying small sample size and Norris has got a big push. This is definitely the, the answer Sense fans gave. And look, I think a lot of it's recency bias, right? Like, Sense fans have gotten to see Josh Norris light it up in Belleville. He got 30 goals. He's looking like a stud. He even played in Ottawa. So you get to see a lot of him. Whereas Pinto, maybe you're not following the college game as closely. And yeah, like, I think if, if you put this poll up after last year's World Juniors tournament, the recency bias would probably favor Shane the Bean Pinto after the tournament he had. Yeah, fair enough. And big math guy here, that means 74 out of 803 people voted for Shane Pinto. And I was one of them. And I can't wait for him to prove me right as he continues to dominate at North Dakota. Also on Twitter, a few days ago, Frankie McDonald put out the best hype video. I think the Sen should adopt this as their pump-up video, talking about how he wants the Senators to do so well this year. If you don't know Frankie McDonald, check him out on YouTube or his Twitter at Frankie MacD. He is just an awesome, energetic, passionate young man. And Pilsy, out in Cape Breton as well. The theme continues after we had our Cape Breton week a couple back. Just another example of good character out in Cape Breton. You gotta love that. And look, I was, um, that video of Frankie doing the Sens, the logo change video, and him just shouting out the Sens, that was the first time I really saw him. And then I was like, oh, cool. Like he's a Sens fan. And then I checked out his page and I was like, oh, this guy does like weather reports. Like that's fun. That's his thing. This guy, the amount of different stuff he's doing, like when we talk to him, he's talking about his book. He's talking about doing a world tour. He's talking about doing comedy shows. He's doing weather reports. He's doing funny Photoshop pictures. Like this guy's all over the place. The amount of stuff he's doing is crazy. So I really enjoyed talking to him and uh, hopefully you guys, you guys like this fun interview. It's something very different that we, that we did this time. Without further ado, here he is, our chat with Frankie McDonald. All right, we now welcome a very special guest. He is a YouTube sensation, a weather expert, and author of the book, Be Prepared, The Frankie McDonald Guide to Weather and Life. Frankie McDonald, welcome to the Locked On Senators podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great so far. Hey, we're very happy to have you. You made a very great video on Sen's Twitter. Tell us about your inspiration for talking about the new logo. It makes me great and things like that. They went back from 3D to 2D logo. I just did it. Shout out to the Ottawa Sinners. It went great. Yeah, did I heard they reached out to them. Are they going to send you a new hat? They're sending me a shirt. 
Oh, that's awesome. Nice. So you can wear the old logo on the hat and the new one on the shirt. So I'm so intrigued with how you started the YouTube channel. Did you always want to be a weatherman? When I was a little boy, I wanted to grow up. I wanted to be a weatherman. That was my childhood dream. That's before I started my YouTube channel. What is it about being a weatherman that you like so much? Is it the, the storms, the sunshine, the snow? What's your favorite kind of weather? What are you most I interested in? People, sun, my favorite weather, sunshine. When the storm coming, I get them people prepared. I warn those people. Which is why your book is titled Be Prepared. What are some of the weather patterns right now in the world that people should be prepared for? Typhoons is one. Hurricanes is another. And tornadoes is unpredictable. Storm chasers, chasers have a hard time chasing tornadoes. What parts of the world are they in? They're in central states in central Canada. They get a lot of tornadoes there. In Hale Alley, they get large hail, biggest golf balls in Texas and central states in upper Midwest. Southeastern Australia, that's a hail alley in Australia. Southeastern Australia. So obviously you know the weather very well too, and you know a thing or two about the Sens also. You've been a fan since 2000, is that right? Yes. So what was your favorite Senator's memory? Do you have a favorite player? Daniel Alfredson, he's retired yeah. now. Yeah. Was there a specific moment of Daniel Alfredson's career that, that made you love him so much? Was it that goal against Buffalo where they went to the Stanley Cup Finals? Yes. That was a fun team to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you think that they're going to win the Stanley Cup soon? We need some wins around here. Yeah. We need even better players and a better coach for the Ottawa Senators. Do you like what, what they've done recently? That means that they did good trades. Yeah, and the draft was pretty cool too, right? Yeah. What are some of the things you're most excited about when the Senators get back playing? They'll be really exciting. They'll do better. Yeah, you think that this is the year where things turn around? Yes. So we want to talk also about your world tour. What, I, obviously, the way the world is, it's hard right now, but right when things get back to normal, are we going to see the Frankie McDonald world tour? Yes, I'll be going to every country in the world. I'll be giving old speeches about my past life and my childhood days and my childhood years and things like that. I'll be dancing on stage and I'll be doing comedy skits on stage as well. That's awesome. I mean, a world tour, that's exciting. What, uh, what are some of the countries you're going to be visiting in this world tour? Canada, United States, Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, Panama, Colombia, Brazil, Venezuela. I'll be visiting Bolivia, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, Argentina, UK, all the European Union countries, Russia, Japan, Egypt, all the countries in Africa, all the countries of Southeast Asia and Australia, New Zealand, and South Pacific Islands in the tropical, all of British tropical islands. Are you going to bring your senator's shirt on your trip? Yeah. Yeah, you got to spread the good word. And you said a comedy skit too? Yes. You, you have so many talents. What, like what guy is trying to see 50 hot dogs at once and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I love I'm that. I'm that world tour people will have to pay at the box office to go see me on stage. Yeah? How much are you going to charge them? Don't know yet. No, but <laughs> everyone's going to be happy to see you. Are, are you going to stop in Ottawa on your world tour? Yes. That yeah, means I, I will need a professional translator when I go to countries that don't speak English. Yeah, you will. Definitely. I'll need a professional video camera crew. I'll need professional photographers. I'm sure everyone will be there for you because everyone loves your book. And your book is called Be Prepared, The Guide to Weather and Life by Frankie McDonald. And who helped you write that, Frankie? Sarah Sollard, a person who lives in Halifax, Nova Scotia. She's a co-author of my book. When, when did you get inspiration to write a book? Like, gee, you're, you're doing stuff all over the place. Videos, you're traveling, you're doing comedy, and you write a book too. When did you decide to write a book? 
Nimbus Publishing contacted me in 2016. Terry Lee, the general manager of Nimbus Publishing in Halifax, contacted me. It's a small company in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Where can everyone find your weather report so that they're prepared? www.youtube.com slash dogs and wolves. Frankie, I want to ask you one more question about the Ottawa Senators. What is your favorite logo? You talked about the 2D logo, the 3D. Which one do you like better? 2D logo. Yeah, me too. Isn't it nice? That's, that's the kind of logo you want to win in. Yeah. So when, when you come on your world tour to Ottawa, are you going to come to a Senators game? Yes. That means I'll be, I'll be doing a speech at the Senators game. Yeah, you will. Well, we're going to see you there. We're going to make sure to come meet you, okay? That means I'll be going to all the every single NHL cities in every single city in Canada, every single city in the States. Well, we're going to be there, and we're excited to meet you there, Frankie. And we really love your story about the new logo for Ottawa. We're all so excited for them to get back onto the ice. That means how many countries I'll be going on the world tour. I'll be going to every country. Yeah, well, everyone who's listening, they're all going to make sure to go see you, Frankie. So keep up the great work. We're all behind you. And thanks a lot for coming on the podcast today. Best of luck to you. I'm Frankie McDonald. Hope you all enjoyed that chat with Frankie. Make sure to get his book, Be Prepared, The Frankie McDonald Guide to Life, Weather, and Everything Else. That was a great, great way to head into the weekend. We'll be back tomorrow for Cent Central Citizen Saturdays and a few interviews we're doing after the show that we'll bring to you next week. But for now, we say goodbye. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.